everyone. Welcome to Pop Culture-ish. My name is Isabella Wood. And I'm Mackenzie Ward. And today we're going to be talking about cancel culture. Um, Bella, what would you say like cancel culture is? I would say that cancel culture is when people have done something that's controversial or they have targeted a sensitive group of people and now people are calling for them to not be supported anymore and for their platforms to be taken away. Yeah, I totally agree. I definitely say social media plays a huge part in that, especially things like Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, pretty much anything where like people conversating talk, it's really evident. And so I'd say like one thing, it's toxic. To me, in my opinion, cancel culture is toxic. Well, uh, yeah, I'd say parts of it. I think that people should be able to redeem themselves, especially if they're showing improvement. Um, If you've done something very bad, though, something criminal, then I'm not sure if you should have your platform still. And, like, for sure, with the whole, like, I think it's toxic only for the fact because social media is something that's like still something that's growing and brand new. Absolutely. And so we don't know how to like control things. And a lot of times like people would post every like in the 2000s, people would post everything online. Yeah. Like what they ate, what they did, what they said. And so I feel like that's now starting to come like bite people in the butt, especially like think of like Shane Dawson. Like mm-hmm. for sure, like when he started off on YouTube, was his content questionable? Yes. However, like, as, like, throughout the years, I'd say, like, he is not given the chance to redeem himself quite yet, but, like, things from his past were resurfacing. It wasn't anything recently he did. It was, like, all the stuff, like, uh, he partaked in blackface, which I do not agree with or endorse at all. Um, Also, like, he made very, like, racial and sexist comments, which was something, like, I'm not saying it was, like, good in any way, shape, or form, but it was something definitely from, like, the 2000s when anyone could put anything on the internet, and if it got likes or views for whatever it was, it grew. So that's my example. And I do think a lot of cancel culture is stemming from things that happened in the past, like, say, 10 years ago, maybe. And even if it was a while ago, I don't think that excuses people's racism. So I think they still should have to apologize for that and show redemption. Um, Yeah. Yeah, because it shows growth in character. Yeah. Like, if you can apologize, like, we all make mistakes. We're all human. Mm-hmm. So I think being able to apologize for that. So one example of cancel culture that came to light recently is Chris Harrison, the host of The Bachelor franchise. And th- this season, it was Matt James, who was the first black bachelor. And the person that he ended up with at the end named Rachel Kirkconnell, uh, some photos of her at an antebellum themed frat party resurfaced recently and so obviously this sparked an outrage in people and people are very upset by this especially since matt james is the first black bachelor and people are now working towards inclusivity and being more diverse and you know representing more people in the media and a bunch of stuff happened over this a bunch of controversy And Chris Harrison went on a talk show with Rachel Lindsay, a former Black Bachelorette from this franchise, and he didn't necessarily support Rachel Kirkconnell, but he did say something about giving her a chance to redeem herself, and this made many people very upset. And then Chris Harrison had his uh, position revoked, and he is no longer the host of The Bachelor. And... 
there are many mixed views about this. Uh, people are feel like Chris Harrison has had a racist racist past, and so he deserves to have his position taken away. And others are saying that he did nothing offensive and nothing wrong, so that that shouldn't have happened. Uh, and I'm not sure where I really stand on this. I think that he should apologize to those he has offended, and I feel like Rachel Kirkconnell especially should show what improvement she's been making, but I feel like they don't deserve to be canceled completely. I do think that they should have a chance to redeem themselves. No, and I think, like, the... Was it Matt James, the one that said that she would... Or she has, like, the chance to redeem herself or something like that? Or was that uh, Chris Harrison? Chris Harrison said that. Okay, okay. okay. So, like, I think... I guess they, like, tried to respond as appropriately as possible. Yeah. And, like, even then, like, another, like... Example, like, for example, Dr. Seuss. That's one character, like, people, children, adults, love his books all around in general. And so I think, like, yes, there are a couple of his books that were very racial. And if, those are no longer in production. because Or, like, they were very racist and they had, like, very, very bad stuff in them. So I agree, like, stuff like that. However, I wouldn't say in general he is canceled because he, like, of course, he did come from the past. But, like, or even then, like, Dr. Seuss is canceled in general. Like, I think people like, oh, Dr. Seuss canceled. But almost, like, definitely people still read his books because they're a classic, and I think they do have, like, a lot of meaning behind them and, like, positivity amongst kids. Yeah, and another author who was canceled was J.K. Rowling, and I feel like she's kind of been removed from her series because a lot of people really love Harry Potter, and it's a pretty iconic series, but she has tweeted some transphobic things which i think is not okay and yeah people are very upset with her and i don't think that she would make as much of a profit if she were to write another book now but it's not like it's going to make an impact on the harry potter series at all since so many people already love it no I, yeah i agree i most of the time i guess when like even when i'm talking to my siblings about like cancel or not cancel well like Harry Potter, they don't know who J.K. Rowling is because I guess she's been so put aside from like the actual series itself. Yeah. But I think also there's a difference between like getting canceled for like social situations and things you've done rather than like actual like crimes and stuff like that. I definitely agree with that. Would you like to talk more about that? Because I know you have uh, an opinion on this. So like people being, I guess, canceled for crimes, but also like being canceled for crimes shouldn't be like cancel culture. Um, sure. So I feel like that kind of has to do with the Me Too movement and more women coming about about sexual assault, assault allegations. Um, I think a lot of political figures have done bad things in the past and it's now coming to light because women are more comfortable coming out about that kind of stuff. And I don't think being canceled and being charged for a crime it's the same thing if you did sexually assault someone then you should go to jail and have your position taken away but if it's just an assault and you're found innocent then i think that you should have a chance to you know redeem yourself and people aren't really canceled i feel like when there are just sexual assault allegations i feel like people don't care that much I, and i know that sounds really harsh but people just don't unless they're actually proven mm -hmm. because again we still have a lot of work to do with women in our society and how we're treated and rape culture and things like that yeah i, 
I definitely would agree with that. I'd say a lot of, um, yeah, there should be a separation. Like, cancel culture, I feel like if you do have a position and you do end up doing something, like, along criminal activity, you should be canceled. However, like, I feel like you shouldn't be socially canceled. I feel like you should actually, like, pay for, like, what you did in actions. Because, yes. like, sexual assault is not okay. Mm-hmm. Or any other form of, like, illegal action is, like, not okay. Yeah. Um. However, like, uh, one thing that was, like, told to us is, Cancel culture is a new name. It's not a new phenomenon. Clearly, this has been happening. We can go back to like Pearl Harbor, or not not Pearl Harbor. My bad. Wrong <laughs> historical example. To the Boston Tea Party. Like they're trying to cancel Britain and throw all their like boxes of tea or boxes of tea off. And I was like, bye. Because like yeah, Britain was being pretty bad, but it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, definitely like the idea of boycotting. I think is like mm-hmm. something that like stemmed. Or, like, that's where the cancel culture came from. But I feel like it really started from the internet and social media all, like, brought up because it connected the entire world. Like, before, like, you would, like, talk to your community and people would then, but now you can talk to someone, like, across the world in, like, Asia or Indonesia or Europe. Like, people all across within, like, the touch of, like, maybe a couple buttons. And so I think, oh, and that's another thing. Because of, like, social media, news like this you can get canceled within like a couple like minutes like yeah that's like kind of scary to me like how the fact that you could do something and then like five minutes later like everyone could be canceling you and like how easy it is to cancel someone now yeah that's a good point very true and i feel like they're under like a bunch of like these medias or like people in the media actors actresses whatever anyone with like a platform is under like almost like a tele like not a telescope binoculars that's the microscope <laughs> a microscope yeah that one um are kind of under a microscope and like they have to be like the pressure of being perfect all the time which no one's perfect like i said earlier um for sure but like i definitely think that's why i would say cancel culture is toxic however it does help in in general i think it was created to help create a better society and a better community and generally trying to like call people out for like what is bad and stuff like that uh, for sure, but I, that's the toxic, toxic part of it. I do agree with you. I think that people who are in the public light a lot or uh, do face a lot more scrutiny than regular people. Uh, and I think that maybe public figures like just celebrities maybe shouldn't be held to that high of a standard because they're not really expected to be. But political figures, I feel like, should be held to a higher standard just because they're supposed to represent the entire public and they're supposed to do what's best for the people in general and so they should uh, do better than most i feel like with our government being so corrupt i think hopefully this could be like a positive movement and trying to like yeah. straighten that out because like our government's always been corrupt it's just now it's actually being brought to light in a lot of like political stuff and i won't dive that in too much because that's like a whole another conversation with political stuff but Definitely, for sure, I think. That's that's, that's possibly a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Okay, guys, so now we're just going to go ahead and jump into a couple of interviews. This is just so y'all can get a couple different perspectives and just get insight to what other people think just besides us. But the first person we're going to interview is David. And we asked him, what role has social media and technology played in cancel culture, and why do you think so? So I think the whole 
cancel culture, it, I think it's solely derived from social media and technology. Our society is at such a point where we can all instantaneously communicate with each other, no matter where we're at, you know, literally. You know, we could instantly text somebody in Russia, you know, all the way halfway across the world and stuff. So I, I think um, social media, I think cancel culture is has derived directly from um, social media and technology. That's, that's probably a direct effect of a direct effect of social media. I mean, a direct effect of social media and technologies is uh, cancel. The result is cancel culture. You know, parts of it. My math teacher was saying something the other day about politics and about how politicians have always been corrupt and all of these oh, bad yeah. things have always been happening, but it's just it's come to light now. Yeah, it has. Yeah, that's the thing about it is that it also exposes. A lot of things from the past that would not that people would not know that stuff that would not be exposed you know like um now we see all these women um uh accused no not not accusing but what do you call it accusations like um like uh yeah yeah and uh new york i know, I know recently the new york governor uh cuomo i know he was recently going under some allegations of sexual assault and stuff and you know back then 10 years ago we would not see any of that like we would see none of we would not see any politicians being accused of sexual assault like that wasn't a thing yeah. but you know that's kind of scary because now that we're seeing it surface there's so many of them that are guilty of it and it happened so long ago because people are not afraid to talk out anymore because they know that society is a safe place where there's always somebody there to embrace you you know that's the good thing about it um, i'm really glad that people are willing to it is really important that we we're, not, we're able to challenge these political figures of power because they weren't actually able to be challenged before, whereas now we can actually challenge them on their claims and ideals and stuff. What does cancel culture mean to you? So to me, I'm not really a big fan of cancel culture in itself, but I do think there are good, there's a positive and a negative to it, you know, like um, because of the amount of um, because people are more confident coming out in society, you know, like, uh, there's more acceptance in society now, um, people are actually able to, uh, confront issues more directly, like, um, you know, women can now actually speak out against some issues of, uh, rape accusations and all that, and that's a good thing, so I, and I know that's kind of straying from cancel culture, but no, no, it, it's kind of what cancel culture can be, is, you know, it's a group of people standing up against something wrong, basically, you know, like, we've all, that, it's, it's not an uncommon thing to do, you know. So I, I generally, I think it's a good thing, but sometimes it can be bad, you know. Like, I don't agree with the Dr. Seuss stuff, you know. I know Dr. Seuss is canceled, but not all the things were necessarily bad. But that one book was very, very suspicious, but we don't need to cancel all of his books or anything, you know. Like, he has good books. We can actually learn from it when we're kids, you know. So it's just sometimes it's, it's the thing is that it's not forgivable necessarily. There's no room for error cancel culture we expect everyone to be perfect and we hold these unrealistic expectations of everybody when in reality we all have these faults of our own you know like if we were truly exposed would we be canceled too even though we're all good people you know the second person we interviewed or we're going to interview is Allie and we asked her do you think certain people deserve to be canceled or should they stay canceled I can't think of anyone in specific in particular, like, I'm trying to remember the name, but I remember recently on Twitter, 
that someone was talking about how this person's problematic and they were showing like tweets from like 10 years ago and there was a whole argument in the comments over it and that a lot of people were like they actually like apologized for this and said that they were sorry and yeah it's still a lot of people it was just a whole problem i can't remember who it was though but i do remember seeing that whole thing of like they were trying to get better because of that um as thinking of someone who's been canceled didn't like miranda sings like quit youtube because of something possibly so she hasn't been in like the social media like for a while yeah or like um who was it was it jake paul i jake think paul, or no his brother logan paul logan paul yeah he did a lot of he actually did bad things, which I could, I mean, I could agree of, like, don't support that, don't idolize that, but at the same time, if he does make efforts, then I could see maybe coming back, but at the same time, it's like, is this just because they made a mistake, or are they just really a bad person in general? this journey that me and Bella have taken this last couple weeks or so about learning about cancel culture and just getting perspective on it. Basically, yes, cancel culture can be something that is toxic. However, it is a form of mass communication that can help create a better society as in like um, making sure to keep people in line because sometimes when people in power think that they can get away with things, but cancel culture kind of allows um, the general population to kind of call people out and put them in line or make sure something is done about it. So I think as long as we keep trying to avoid the toxicity, but make sure we're using it as a tool to help, um, cancel culture can be something very positive, a very positive reinforcement. Uh, and it has now come time to the end of our podcast, and we would like to thank you for listening. And if you would like to listen to more, just give us feedback. Um, well, I'll see y'all later. Bye.